When there's something strange in the neighborhood. Who you gonna call? Team Isa. Welcome to the Magic Within. Hello, Avalor. Welcome back to another episode of The Magic Within, your podcast resource for all things Elena of Avalor. We are coming to you live from our Elena of Avalor Discord server. Whoop, whoop. Don't forget, if you want to join our server, you are more than welcome to come and fangirl with us about all things Elena and more. Joining me tonight is the rest of the squad from all around the world, your podcast princesses. Lady C, that's me. Hi, everyone. It's Chrissy from New Zealand. Lady A. Hi guys, it's Amelia from Oregon. Lady G. It's Georgia from Greece. And last but not least, Lady B. Hi, it's Becky coming to you from Germany. Woohoo! So, settle in with us as we talk about the Team Issa, an unisabelievable episode <laughs> where we watch Issa learn how to do things the Issa way as she leads her friends on a daring rescue mission against a pint-sized bandit. Today's episode was written by Kate Condell and directed by the one and only Nathan Chu with guest star Anthony Ramos as Tito. So now let's get started. The scene opens with a shadowy figure riding down into town. Becky, who is this mysterious stranger? It's Tito. And he has a huge sombrero, a magical guitar that can put people into a magical trance. And speaking of short guys with magical silver guitars, before we get into like the actual like discussion, I wanted to point out um, this is a really great opportunity for some legends and lore. We had a discussion on the Discord server way back when Team Issa first premiered about Latin American folklore figure known for his horse, his hat, and his silver guitar. So... Um, you know, just a quick Google search showed us the the story. Um, and we think Tito may have been inspired by El Sombreron, also known as, and forgive me if I totally mispronounce this, Tsitsimite. <laughs> According to Wikipedia, El Sombreron is a legendary character and one of the most famous legends of Guatemala. He's also kind of a boogeyman figure in Mexico. His main characteristics are always the same, a short man with black clothing, um, a thick and brilliant belt. He wears a black large hat and boots that make a lot of noise when he walks. He likes to ride horses and braid their tails and manes. And fun fact, Tito's horse has a braided tail and a braid in its mane. Um, thought that was really fun. And when he cannot find horses, he likes to braid the hair of dogs. Uh <laughs> So, just in case you wanted a little bit of backstory on Tito, <laughs> he likes to braid dog hair, too. That's kind of, that's adorable. And, right? <laughs> and, is you know, anyway, so, um, which actually I thought it was interesting, because remember the opening scene of the little dog brings him a bone? He's like, oh, good, Perito. You know, now that you can... <laughs> You could give that a whole new mental image. Um, and in true um, folklore fashion, um, the story takes a little bit more of a darker turn. Uh, Tito, like, or this El Sombreron, likes to court the young ladies who have long hair and big eyes. And when he likes one in particular, he follows her, braids her hair, serenades her with his silver guitar, but he also puts soil on her plate and she's basically cursed to not be able to eat or sleep because legend has it that once she falls in love with this creature, her food will always have dirt in it. 
So well, I'll be. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> right? Fall in love with the short guy and you're going to be eating dirt. So yeah, there you have it. That is the legend of El Sombreron and who we think that Tito is inspired by. So moving on to the rest of our discussion. Um, let's oh, continue. That's crazy. Right? Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And we're going back to the main storyline now. So I'm totally jealous, first off, of the abuelos being able to go to the beach. Because, like, I miss going to the beach Mm -hmm. because most of them are closed here. But (laughs) you definitely got a lovely, so worrying after Issa. And then Issa getting all bent out of shape about it. And she's like, I'm practically grown up. We've heard that one before. (laughs) But this time, hopefully things will go better for her. Mm -hmm. Or so we think. (laughs) And just as Issa says, I'm practically grown up. The mini amigos arrive, Kike, Amara, and Christina. And of course, Isabel, she freaks out. She's like, my friends are here, my friends are here. (laughs) (laughs) And Issa actually has a new invention for Christina. Introducing the super chair. It is super cool. The design design is a lot like the super coach with very Jacqueline inspired features. Like the porcelain wings. They were really cool. Can we also take a moment to appreciate Issa's other signature touches, such as spinners? Spinners! <laughs> Issa will have her own, yeah, Issa will have her own business. Pimp My Ride Avalor Edition. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's just so sweet of Issa to make this for Christina, and she's so excited and really wants her to try out all the features. But that kind of overwhelms Christina, and she isn't ready, it isn't quite ready to try out this chair. Elena has to remind Isa to let Christina figure out the chair her way in her own face. Which, by the way, is the entire moral of the episode, as you will see. <laughs> and as we fangirl about the cool new super chair, ding, 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 they are interrupted by a bell. And what mysterious bell is this, you ask? Well, it is the new emergency signal that Isa has installed for the team. And how cool is it? And she also explains to her friends that she had to work on the bell so it'll work in the different temperatures for the different weathers. Foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. And enter Captain Avalor. Or the He's Avengers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the Avalor and Avengers. Um, at least, the, you know, um, Mark, Mark 1. Because Mark 2 comes later. Anyway, uh, the team meets up at Mateo's workshop. Yay! Uh, Battle strategy activated. And we see Elena assigning everyone their tasks and roles. And I I really appreciated the little little sequences here. Because as she introduced everyone, they all, like, kind of struck their little superhero pose. And there was something about the (laughs) camera angle. Like, I kind of want to make, like trading cards for these guys. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> so, yeah, like Magic the Gathering or whatever, like, I'm gonna play my royal wizard! <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So, That'd be great. Right? But, um, I have to say, though, does anyone else kind of get the feeling that Team Avalor has sort of morphed into the Special Forces branch of the Royal Guards? SWAT team Avalor. SWAT team. <laughs> it has though. It has like they like go in and do these little like sting missions. It's very cool. <laughs> so, Aval- team Avalor assemble. Let's roll out. 
When they get back to the park, we can see that Tito is hard at work. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> Tim Avalor allows his eyes to deceive them and lowers their guard. What do you need, little boy? <laughs> Remember oh, Naomi. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kind of... I mean, she tried, but yeah, it was kind of fun to Naomi. <laughs> yeah, and so, that really ticks him off. I can't blame him. And he spells them before they can even realize what is going on. Also, Gabe has a dog! <laughs> the episode the whole, oh, Gabe has a dog, but it's in the background. Yeah. <laughs> you see his dog walking a doggo. So cute. Still an important detail, though. It is. It is, but it is adorable little detail. Yes, Gabe always seems so like a dog person to me. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> rough, rough, am I right? No, don't you think that? Oh, my God, Yes. Okay, but like Tito's spell that he has on all of them, seriously, just the wide blue eyes and the swaying like puppets is super creepy and it like freaks me out every time I see them. So, like, oh, they're like zombies or something. It really <laughs> is. With the exception of Naomi, she, if her eyes were just a little less wide, she'd almost look normal. <laughs> it's almost the same eye color, but you're right. Like, oh man, the puppet thing. <laughs> And Issa, she realizes what's happening because she sees them. She's like, oh, no. And she hurries and panics back to the palace. And she decides to solve the problem herself by asking herself, what would Elena do? Thus, WWED was born. <laughs> she makes some bracelets. This is sweet. Yeah, what would Elena do? WWED. We need this in our lives, guys. <laughs> this is really sweet, though, because we can see that Issa really, really looks up to her big sister. But also, this poses a problem. Because if we, as we've seen in previous episodes, Issa is not Alina and must learn to figure out her own way of doing things. And who are you going to call? Team Issa. Woo. So we've got Christina, Kike, and Amara on the case. And with a special surprise guest that has all schooling with excitement is Olivia. Yay! Our mini Mateo is back and we love her yes. as always. Yes. Just <laughs> Joy, you know, your little voice and your cute face. She's so oh, get cute. Enough. <laughs> Have you guys seen Mateo? He's not there yet. It's not like him to be late. <laughs> Bouncing <laughs> off the walls of excitement. <laughs> give that girl some yeah. sugar. <laughs> no, don't give her any more. <laughs> and it's, you know, I think that's one of my favorite parts. It's hilarious because Asa tries to make kids of her team members into, into one of the Amigos instead. <laughs> Of playing to their strengths. So the only one excited about it is Kike because he's the Gabe. <laughs> I'm the Gabe. I'm the Gabe. Yeah. Uh, I'm the Gabe. Bless his heart. <laughs> yeah, I think th that's hilarious. Just <laughs> it's one of my favorite lines in the episode, honestly. I love how Kike was like kind of, um, you know, kind of. Um, he wasn't. He was, not exactly a bully. He was, you know, the tough, cool kid in the class, and not caring about studying. And he's—he turns out to be <laughs> an extreme dork. He is. <laughs> and he really cares for his friends. Like uh, you see him sometimes in the background being soft with Christina, or uh, you know, he—he he admits that he's not very smart and that he lets the—he uh, believes in Isabel and her skills and how she knows things. <laughs> See, yes. it's all about who you surround yourself with. Surround yeah. yourself with positive people, it'll change your positive outlook. Okay. <laughs> yes, I love that. Mm -hmm. So, we all knew the plan was not going to go well. 
And sure enough, it was a chaotic mess, kind of like watching a train wreck. <laughs> I think we were all collectively cringing as we watched it play out during their confrontation. Though thankfully, it worked for a moment. <laughs> yeah, and so Tito is not ready to give up, though. And he decides, in a classic villain move, to rob the bank. <laughs> and... Only he adds a twist to it because he is robbing the bank with the crown princess and all of her friends in tow, which is not something you would normally see every day in Avalor. <laughs> no, not so much. Do you ever think how Dido actually had a really effective way? Like, he came so close to stealing from Avalor and almost getting away with it. <laughs> yes, except for those meddling kids. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah, thank From you. Ghostbusters to Mystery Incorporated. <laughs> With Gabe's dog or Flo. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Gabe's dog and Flo. I need that crossover. Yeah. Oh my goodness, yes. <laughs> um now Ethan is trying to pep talk her friends because she needs to try and stop Tito again. And the pet talk is priceless. She <laughs> started with quoting the magic within to Olivia. And it was just like Yoda Esther, where she could not get out what she was trying to say. It was so awkward. And it just didn't have that quite same passion behind it as Elena did to Mateo. <laughs> it was just hilariously awkward. <laughs> However, her, <laughs> her whole plan B is once again all about WWED. What would Elena do? And Christina tries to point this out, but Issa won't listen and sends her team in. Tito takes Elena and Matteo into the bank and legitimately has no idea he has a crown princess in his clutches. Because like for, for a moment we're like, oh yeah, that's really ingenious. And then we're like, oh, he actually doesn't know that. <laughs> it's funny that when Senor Estrada, I think that's his name, refers to Elena as your highness. And Tito assumes he's referring to him. <laughs> It's really hilarious. I don't, I don't know. It's maybe Anthony that was uh, performance, but it's just I don't know. He's he's a great little guy. And uh, cue the music. More, more, more. song. And they keep bringing us. Uh, I think I I really want to ele- uh, to thank the Elena Vavlo casting crew because they keep giving us the Broadway singers. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That will make for a catchy song. <laughs> I know it. Uh, who doesn't love a good villain backstory song? Especially with Lennon Mateo as the villain backup dancers with the lamp to your eyes. Oh, love it. Oh, uh, yeah. And he also you know, gets control of Senor Estrada as well. How is he supposed to rob the bank? <laughs> <laughs> right? Oh, man. And, I mean, come on. We, we all love our AUs here. So, who's up for an Elena and Mateo, like, Bonnie and Clyde? <laughs> Big high stadium. That sounds perfect. They can't even get, you know, they can't even understand it at this moment. And intentionally criminals. Right. I would have to fix that song though. More, more, more. (laughs) Muff, muff, muff. Always a good time. So, in the middle of this bank heist, Team Issa interrupts, and yet again, the plan goes haywire, and they're not so lucky this time. It's Team Issa versus Team Avalor, 
and Team Avalor effortlessly does everything Issa was trying to get her team to do. It's as if they were, I don't know, like playing themselves. It's a swift <laughs> defeat, and Team Issa ends up tied up while Tito takes the princess to go and loot the royal treasury, which, by the way, thanks to, was it Issa? Tito now knows that he has the crown princess in his clutches. Okay. <laughs> Kike, that's right. Kike said it. <laughs> Issa said, don't mess with my sister. And he said, yes, she's the crown princess. And We all smacked our heads like, no. Face palm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. And I could, I can't also help but comment on um, the, like, this whole battle scene. It was almost like, I play a lot of video games. And it was like one of those tropes where, like, you're beating, like, you're trying to fight, like, a more powerful, darker version of yourself or something. I don't know. It just seemed like the stuff nightmares are made of. In like a fun Elena Bavalor kind of way. I don't know. I think in this battle, I think Leveluk is the only word Mateo says the whole episode. <laughs> like it's the only listen, one he needs like, to know. It's absolutely right. Yeah. It's like he doesn't mutter another word except for Leveluk. So that's a pretty cool trivia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we really got the famous last words in this episode. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yeah. So uh I also think that episode uh you know, looking back to it now that we are actually further almost in the end actually of season three. Uh I love how this actually is a prelude to Isabel's growth, uh becoming part of uh her sister's team and also you know, it's it's actually not the first time she saves her sister. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's yes, actually not true, the first yeah. or the last time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's great. I love it. <laughs> Me too. And then we get to the moral of the day, which is brought to us by Christina. And she basically <laughs> explains to Issa that it's not that Issa is not Elena and that she doesn't have to be her sister in order to figure things out. And that she shouldn't really be playing by the what would Elena do, but instead be thinking what would Issa do? Because it's she's a different person than Elena and she needs to figure out how she would do it and that she followed her own plan she would probably be more successful than trying to copy someone else Mm -hmm. we need two bracelets WWED and WWID (laughs) good advice for all of us (laughs) which hatches the new Issa plan Issa realizes that she needs to focus on her team's strengths, including her own, and formulates a plan complete with hand signals. Thank you, Kike. And I, what was one of them? Like, jazz hands? That was my favorite. <laughs> Who doesn't love jazz hands? <laughs> and I love Olivia here, because um, Issa asks her if she knows a freezing spell or she says I believe you know a freezing spell and Olivia says Kunglari is practically my middle name oh wait no it's Madeline which <laughs> is just precious I think we I squealed <laughs> I think with also we've got to mention before Olivia with the headphone spell how oh. awesome was that I was just like hey, that is so cool I wish I had that too right <laughs> sound blocking headphones <laughs> And I thought it was so cute, the reference to, like, I don't know, she's easily distractible. Like, just a little kid kind of thing. Like, and Mateo had it, like, and that Mateo took the time to teach her this sound blocking spell because he knew she was easily distracted and wanted her to be able to study. I just thought that was really sweet. 
<laughs> Good I love how she remains as excitable, but she's a bit more grounded. She seems to have followed, you know, uh, the wizard teaching ways. And now she's a little more concentrated than she was before, but yeah. she's still really excitable and yeah. <laughs> gets carried away by magic and, you know, the potential of helping others. Mm-hmm. She's yeah. so cute. So they really make Tito mad when Kike steals his sombrero. He's just the perfect distraction. I love him. He's a sweetheart as well. <laughs> but he's a pest uh, to Kike. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Kike too. I'm sorry to Tito. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. And actually watching Elena and Gabe chase Kike around with swords was really funny. <laughs> you know, they're in a trance and they're like you know, chasing around a 12-year-old. It's <laughs> yeah. But particularly since Kiki wasn't bothered in the slightest, he just seemed to enjoy, you know, <laughs> giving trouble to others. <laughs> and then we see Issa. She's doing such a great job of directing her team. And we can also see that Christina has really gotten the hang of her super chair. Um, she and Amara make a really good team stealing back the treasure and Olivia does a really good job with the spells that she knows by sending Elena and Gabe chasing after their swords and then freezing Tito's guitar, which of course Isabel mentioned before about the bell being too cold in the winter and the weather, so yeah, mm-hmm. it was a really good flash forward to that. <laughs> And if you thought he was mad about the sombrero, it's nothing compared to how angry he is when they attack Salma, you know, the guitar. I actually find it really cute how, this, you know, his guitar is named. I don't know if it already had a name because it's a legendary magical guitar or he named the guitar. <laughs> but yeah, the guitar strings break and the spell is broken too. Oh. Now everyone is out of the trance and Timisa has saved the day. Yay! Yay! <laughs> <sighs> So, Issa receives a well-earned compliment from her big sister. Elena compliments her on leading well. The abuelos return, and Francisco, of course, hones in on the guitar immediately. <laughs> and so that, that brings up the point. Like, I can't help but wonder if these magical artifacts they've collected and stashed in the treasury will ever come back into play. So far, we've got a magical guitar... A magical shield, Shuriki's broken wand pieces, and I feel like there might be others. Yeah, so I don't know. It's just something interesting to food for thought. I have a funny <laughs> feeling about the shield mm-hmm. that I would think would definitely come into play, but mm-hmm. we'll soon find out. Mm-hmm. I also, oh my gosh, I love the ending frame of this web. Lena is so light to Francisco. And it like was that classic throwback. Ah, oh, Nathan, genius. So classic. <laughs> good. But also, it kind of makes me hope that, you know, in Coronation Day, the final battle, Francisco appears with a guitar. I don't know. Oh, man, that would be amazing. <laughs> yeah. That could definitely be Francisco's weapon. <laughs> yes. Yes. She's a bard. <laughs> So, when there's something strange in the neighborhood, who are you going to call? Team Issa! (laughs) (laughs) This was definitely an un-Isabel-leavable episode indeed. 
as we saw Issa move through the notions of relying on her big sister, WWED, <laughs> with the help of her friends and finding the magic within Believe in You Cough Yoda Issa, <laughs> <laughs> she was able to use that beautiful mind of hers, which makes her so unique and save the day. The Issa way. Issa is such an inspiration to us all. As WWED is a marvellous tool to use in our lives, it is also so important to do it your way too. Fantastic work, Team Avalor. Five out of five stars as always. Star eyes. Woohoo! Yay! All right, ladies, let's talk about our favorite parts. Lady C, what was your favorite part? Tito! <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, those songs were so catchy. And I just loved his big humor and larger than life personality. <laughs> also, how cool was Salma and his beautiful horse? But the message this episode rang loud and clear. As Elena amazing as Elena is, it is always good to try the Issa way, our own way as well. Love, love, love this. Mm-hmm. All right, Lady A, how about you? Oh, there are so many good parts. Okay, I think I'd have to say since Issa is one of my favorite characters, I loved how it focused on her kind of story arc and her character progression because I love that she finally was able to realize that she is her own person. She doesn't have to follow in Elena's footsteps and that that's okay. That she is different and unique and that it's something that she should take pride in. And so I really love that lesson and just the fact that all of her friends were there with her. It's not often we get to see all of them and so that was really cool. And I also just love that the original Team Avalor was basically mindless zombies because it was pretty amazing. <laughs> Yes. Oh, man. Agreed. Um, all right, Lady G, how about you? Yeah, I actually agree. Oh, I agree with both of you. I can't pick because I really love the moral and of this episode and how it connects with future episodes and previous episodes, actually, uh, with Isabel's journey to being her own person and not being... Um, you know, of course, uh, Elena and Isabel are going to rely on one another, but that won't prevent Isabel from growing into the beautiful person that she's going to be one day. And, <laughs> you know, it's great to see her all brave and determined to do things her way, giving her friends their time to grow uh, the way they are supposed to. It's, I think it's really beautiful. It's a great moral to teach children. Um and yeah of course Tito like I, I don't even need to add on that like you know the voice the song yeah uh, you know his temper and his I love how he I love how he enjoys uh, you know the attention when he was talking was called tight your highness um yeah and also love the dynamic between the children they they were just so much fun they were so pure and you know they had this uh it was wholesome and funny it was that natural comedy that comes from (laughs) children having cute conversations like that Uh, keegan uh uh, you know especially keegan and uh and olivia were just (laughs) just hilarious yeah Oh, that's great. I I definitely as for my favorite part, like like you said, just like pretty much like all of every all of the above, like it's really hard to add to that. Like the, the dynamic was so good and watching Issa learn her own way of leading and playing to everyone's strengths, Kike being the Gabe. Um, those were all just <laughs> it was just fun. 
I have to say, though, like, the thing that just tickled me the most was Elena and Mateo as the villain backup dancers. Like, <laughs> sorry, but that was just fun and genius, and I loved it. <laughs> so, <sighs> good times. Okay, girls, I think that's it for now. So I'd like to thank you, ladies, for being so amazing. And thank Woo! you to all of our listeners <laughs> all over the world. You guys are so, so awesome. We can't wait for you to join us next time. And check us out on Twitter or Instagram for news, fan games, and resources you will not want to miss. Make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to our channel on YouTube, iTunes, SoundCloud, and now Spotify! <laughs> And if you're feeling extra generous, leave us some feedback. We love hearing from our listeners. Until next time, wings up, amigos! Bye! Bye! Bye. Bye.